0: What's up everyone? Welcome to the NG Inwin show. My name is John Drummond or Yang Haonan.
1: Hi,大家好,歡迎回到NG Inwin,我是Stephanie.今天來賓是一位綜合格鬥選手,他是台灣AZ Fight Club的選手,並想要在今天跟大家分享他是如何鍛鍊身體跟思維。接下來就我們來歡迎Natasha
0: today i am joined by a mixed martial artist miss natasha chen she is fighting out of az fight club here in taiwan and is going to share all about the mma journey discipline all kinds of cool ways to train our bodies and our minds really and so much more so everyone please welcome natasha hello hello what's up gangsta Hi,
2: hi. Hello, John.
0: You know, it's so cool. So everyone listening here, Natasha and I kinda technically worked together. Would you is that right? Yeah. We kinda worked together and you just got to see our other coworker, Juan, in Mexico City. You just came back.
2: Yeah, I did. I did.
0: And Roberto and Nicola. Nicola. You saw like our whole crew.
2: Yeah, but that that was like ten years
0: ago. Was it ten years (laughs) ago? Hopefully not ten years ago. It's probably like six years ago. Um, was it ten years ago? No way.
2: I met Juan like ten years ago.
0: Yeah, you met met Juan ten years ago, but we were all working together. I think six, maybe seven years ago, maybe something like this. Okay, seven years. I'll I'll give it seven. (laughs) Awesome. So yeah, you got to do Mexico, and you did San Francisco. You got to actually train, I believe, out of our friend Kai Wu's trainer, Stephen's gym. Is yeah, that right?
2: Omni Movement in San Francisco. Omni
0: Movement, that's right. Yeah, Kai, if you guys all remember Kai Wu, that's his sh- striking trainer, yeah. potentially, right? Super cool. Well, Miss Natasha, do you mind giving our audience here on NG Ingwen a little self introduction? Who is the woman, the myth, the legend?
2: All right. Hi, guys. My name is Natasha. I'm 28 years old, and I've been living in Taiwan for. 6 years now. I 6 believe.
0: years. What yeah, so what? 10 years ago you met Juan, but you didn't live here?
2: No, I didn't live here. Oh, I would only goodness. come here for summers.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. So when you were working together, it must have been then 6 years ago.
2: No, I I wasn't living here yet because what? one summer I was kind of broke, uh student life, you know. I goes? was like, "Juan, I need a job <laughs> to to pay for my you know expenses in Taiwan and that's um that's how how we all came
0: together huh okay I didn't know that origin story super cool so yeah so you are a mixed martial artist fighting mostly out of Taiwan is that correct yes wow so can you take us through a little bit of this like what is this like fighting for a woman in this cage fighting world
2: so I started way earlier. Like I started when I was still living in Germany. So mm-hmm. as background info, I was born in Taiwan, but I grew up in Germany. And I stayed there until uh, after uni graduation. And uh, in uni, I kind of stumbled into Muay Thai, completely by chance. I was just looking for something to keep me fit. And actually, I wanted to lose weight back then because I was modeling and I was trying to That's find right. something um, to like keep skinny. And my uni had a lot of different opportunities for you to like take classes and I've always wanted to do martial arts. I just never was allowed to because my mom was like, you have to be a good girl, do ballet, right? That's what I did for 10 (laughs) years, by the way.
0: Super good for balance probably though, a little bit maybe.
2: Yeah, it gives you a good foundation and a good Mm. posture usually. And um, I gotta work on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we always have to work on that. And so Muay Thai just kind of fit into my class schedule. I decided. That's cool. to so just... that's
0: technically a class.
2: Yeah. So wow,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. Shout so... out Germany. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so you basically f- pay five euros, which is what one hundred fifty NT, and you can join all the sports classes for free.
0: Wow. So it's like through a uni gym type of thing.
2: Yeah. So it's, um, the teachers are hired by the uni, get paid by the uni, and you can just go to class. We had like probably a hundred different classes, like spread all over the campus. So that was very cool. So yeah. Anyway, I started doing it and you know, it was very, very intimidating. There's not that many women. There's in Germany. There's just a lot of big, bulky, scary men. Yes. We had like people who went to jail before. You know, like as scary as it gets, like big, you know, tribal tattoos, like pumped up in steroids and like, oh, ex-jails. All natural. <laughs> um, and that was so scary. Like you can't imagine I walked in and I looked at everyone and I was like, oh, my God, what is this? Um And then I was like, okay, so who's the coach? <laughs> I saw one girl and I approached her and I was like, um, who's the coach? She was like, oh, that one. And this also a big, tall, scary guy looked at me like, Okay, so, like, what do you want? I was like, uh, can I join class? Sure. That's <laughs> all he said. <laughs> and uh I did one class. I really liked it. And then it. I just kept going with it. And honestly, I did not fight until after moving to Taiwan because I just never felt the need to mm. or wanting to fight. Like, you don't have to if you do martial arts, right? Only if you, like, really like to. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean to be fair though, you're you're a, you're you're very tall. You're striking, right? So you probably didn't. You're not walking in there like a little, 100 cm, you know, chick. You're you're probably like what 175.
2: 175, yeah. Yeah,
0: there you go. So you got some you got some power too. Um,
2: not if in Germany everyone's like true. Everyone's 190, like
0: 190.
1: <laughs> yeah, and above.
0: Yeah, yeah. Most of my German friends, you're right, are like probably 185 plus. Yeah. Yeah.
1: 来宾今年28岁 并且在台湾居住了6年 那因为当时泰拳课的时间刚好跟他的课比较符合所以他就去报名了 那基本上就是付150块
0: Of course, you join it to kind of just train, stay fit for, for modeling and just be healthy. But when did that maybe transition from, hey, this is just kind of fun hobby life to, I want to push myself into maybe competition and becoming a fighter?
2: I think the first time I really realized that this is not just a fun exercise to mm. keep fit with is the first time I ever sparred. I felt like puking afterwards. It- Good
0: word, right there, everyone. Sparring, sparring. Yeah, yeah. it's like um, it's when you're really kind of almost fully fighting, right? Like people are trying to punch a little bit, kick. But yeah, you're not a hundred percent. You're, not you're right?
2: playfully sparring, and usually it's more about technique okay. than uh, trying to hurt each other it's more like okay we'll figure out how the exercises actually work um like in actual in a real
0: combat kind of setting okay cool so you're you're almost puking because of sparring
2: yes i I sat there and i was like oh my god i can't i have to i have to like take a break and that's when i realized okay maybe this is i've never felt like this before in ballet Uh, (laughs) quite different there (laughs) um so that's when i realized okay maybe this is something else right and um i think when i came to taiwan i was going through it was difficult even though yes i'm half taiwanese yes i speak the language i was still difficult transitioning into living in a completely new space Mm -hmm. um having to figure out every single thing in your life and and also feeling kind of lonely right you leave all your good friends your family and um I think, for me, it was a way of rekindle that flame in myself Mm. for life Mm. itself. And um, I decided, you know, what better way to sort of get focused, get back into feeling something again, get back into feeling alive and and enjoying, like, every single moment than fighting. Um,
0: Wow, that's so... It's such an interesting mindset right there. Like, that's what put you back into feeling alive. Really yes. that primal instinct. I'm like, oh yeah, when I want to feel grateful and connected, I'm like, yeah, let me go walk in the you know at the beach with my dogs. And you're like, let me fight somebody to the death.
2: Yeah, basically. <laughs> I love it. Um because up like the whole process of like preparing for the fight and training for the fight is so emotional and so physically and mentally draining. But it's also like one of the toughest and, and greatest things I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know that I can push myself this hard. Mm. Like sometimes I feel like an anime character, you know, where, where they like <laughs> prepare for like the big end boss fight. And it, I think it makes you learn a lot about <laughs> yourself as well. Yeah. You learn to deal with disappointment sadness, anger, all of these emotions that we don't like to talk about,
0: right? We want to suppress them.
2: And uh, we don't want to deal with. Mm. Be like, I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be disappointed or frustrated. We always want to be happy, right? But that's not how it works. That's not how life works, and that's not how we work. Ooh. Um, <laughs> and I think you learn to stop thinking of anger and sadness as a negative emotion, but just as
1: an emotion.
0: Wow, that's
1: beautifully beautifully said right there, Natasha. 來賓在第一次練習對打的時候覺得自己快吐了那在他之前跳
0: you didn't set out when you became a fighter to kind of compete as a fighter. You weren't setting out to really understand all those things about yourself. You were just trying to reconnect to maybe a new community, maybe make some new friends, really focus on something. And in turn, you got this wisdom just dumped on you. Is that right?
2: (laughs) So sparring usually in general, like for everyone who's just doing it, you know, as a sport, it's not a big deal. Don't be scared of it. Right. It's really a simple exercise, Mm. but for when you actually want to compete, your sparring becomes a lot harder. Um, meaning it gets tougher, rougher, more power, more Mm -hmm. speed. Um, you might injure yourself, but that's really. You know, for someone who wants to compete for en- everyone else, really, it's not that big of a deal. J- just, I didn't want to scare anyone, but you know, <laughs> so the first time I did actually very hard sparring, um, I cried because I was not because I was hurt or I was feeling pain because I was so frustrated uh-huh. that I wasn't be able to be better. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and I was so frustrated. I started bawling my eyes, eyes out. And then after that, became even more interesting like after i cried i became angry and then my coach was like let it out like i don't want you to suppress your anger use it channel it right use it for fighting and um i really was able to first time in my life connect with something that i never thought i had like a really aggression and the want to hurt somebody even though that sounds really bad right
0: (laughs) guys we're very close over here
2: (laughs) and also honestly it's a very empowering feeling because i never get to really connect to that side of me Mm. to that sort of aggressive forward side and i think if you wanted to bring it into day life day-to-day life it's really like setting boundaries stepping up for yourself um speaking up when you think something is not okay Mm. And um, so you become more assertive and more dominant as as a person. And I think for women especially, I think that's a very important lesson to learn.
0: That was so beautifully said there. And I'm thinking really you're getting the full spectrum of emotions of life and knowing how to kind of tap into all different emotions, not suppress any of it and be fully Natasha. And so thinking about maybe the future of your fighting career, do you want to keep fighting in Taiwan? Do you want to maybe go international? What's the plan with this?
2: Well, I think it depends on where life takes me. Mm. Um, I think fighting is a part of my life, yes. Um, And I will probably, depending on, you know, how my body handles it. um, I will keep on fighting. But um, I think it depends. It really depends. Yeah.
0: Well, I wish you continued success. It's really, really cool to see not only how accomplished you are now at fighting, legitimately fighting, but how you've also been able to articulate that and share what that's really doing to you in your mind. Because people know on NGing when I just love talking about kind of the mindset yeah. of, of life and all these different things. And I feel you could be a big inspiration to a lot of people with with how you're talking about all of this really. So congratulations on all of that. Thank you very
1: much. Yeah. 来宾想要强调一下 其实一般来说, 爆哭了, her eyes out 不是因为她受伤,
0: Do you mind, though, if we switch gears a little bit to talk about kind of your story with Germany, your story with Taiwan, your story with English, German, and Chinese? Of course. And then maybe how it's all kind of tied still into MMA. So maybe let's start. You were born in Taiwan, correct? Yes. But then moved to Germany?
2: So I was born in Taipei, actually. My mom's uh, Taiwanese. Mm -hmm. My dad's German. And uh, we moved to Germany when I was three. Okay. And I think one of the main reason was that my parents wanted me to have a Western education. Mm. And, um, so I grew up in Germany. I went to school in Germany and to university as well. Um, but I think being someone from a multicultural heritage is very hard to feel at home sometimes mm. because I'm German, but also not German enough. And you're
0: Taiwanese, th- but then not Taiwanese, Taiwanese enough. enough. Right. Yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> so after uni, I was like, I need a new place i need to sort of reconnect with the other half of my heritage because yes i kind of grew up with it but did i really mm-hmm. right and so um after uni i made a decision to move to taiwan um originally only for one to two years but then i got stuck here for six years as we all As uh, it seems to happen for all <laughs> of us <laughs> and um here i was really able to sort of understand the other part of my culture, like Taiwanese culture. Um, My Chinese got a lot better, right? Um, And I've also learned to appreciate my German side more in a way, Mm -hmm. like understand myself a lot more, understand the European side of myself, which is very interesting because... I needed to leave Germany to actually appreciate it and to actually understand that side of myself more. So, yeah, I learned to appreciate both of my sides and to be like, you know what, I'm just a citizen of the world. Mm. You know?
0: It's beautiful. It's like an analogy to your emotions. Yeah. You know, you got your German side, you got your Taiwanese side, and it's all completely you now. Yeah, Like your anger and your kindness <laughs> is also you. It's really cool. Yeah, and, and thinking about that too, you know, just... I feel like I, I know America is uh, it gets a lot of bad raps, but I've learned to appreciate America for being gone for so long and how much opportunity is still there for people. And, and I think that's for the whole world is my opinion on that now. There's good and bad everywhere you go.
2: I mean, honestly, my last trip was my first time in the States. Mm. Uh, I-
0: uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you feel?
2: I had a wonderful time. Yay. <laughs> so many wonderful people. Of course, you get the one or the other crazy person, but... You know they're
0: everywhere. It builds character. <laughs> they're everywhere,
2: but I, honestly, like I had the most wonderful time. Um, I had the most gracious hosts, and um, like I, I have nothing bad to say so mm. far.
0: Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's easy right now, I think, to hate on America, but I just like to remind people, being American, there's still good parts. I promise. But that being said, thinking about your language journey though, because you now speak fluently Mandarin Chinese. You speak maybe a little Taiwanese potentially.
2: I can understand when somebody talks bad things about me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so you got some Mandarin, you got Taiwanese, you got German, and you got English. So maybe take us through that learning process. What maybe helped you with those languages? What didn't? What's been the cultural with all that?
2: I mean, I always call myself trilingual, but with a Y. Like, (laughs) trilingual. Did you catch
0: that? T-R-Y, guys, to try.
2: Yeah, because, yes, I do speak a lot of languages, but also... It's very hard for me sometimes. Like growing up in Germany, I remember, um, in German class, so we have German class where you have to write essays and stuff. And my teacher was always like, Your German is weird. It's not wrong, but it's also kinda weird. And that goes for my Chinese as well, and that goes for my English as well. Because I didn't grow up with a mono language. So I don't have a hundred percent control over that specific mm-hmm. language. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes a bit odd. Yeah. Um in a way. Yeah. Um but it also I think it also gives me a more flexible way of thinking. Because I heard that language and thinking, you know, is very close.
0: Yeah. It's um, very powerful.
2: And growing up like I had so much like trouble. I, I remember my mom had to like hire people to to um, teach me after school so my German would get better Um, I would do a lot of reading Um, I actually I think my English came mostly from reading as well
0: I was gonna say I remember you we shot so I you know we've done some acting together I forgot as well and I remember when we were on set together you were always reading your books and I love that about you instead of pulling out your phone you pull out your book
2: oh yeah um, I think I think reading has been a major thing in my life. Um, so I didn't grow up because you
0: read in English, right?
2: I do. Um, you know why?
0: No, please tell us.
2: Because, um, as a child, I was obsessed with Harry Potter.
0: Harry Potter. Yes,
2: and um, <laughs> I I had read most of the books in German, and then I think there was two or three books missing and they would be released in English first right and then you have to wait for the German to be released and I couldn't wait for the German to be released so I was like you know what I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna go for it I'm gonna try read it in English which is actually not that easy but you know, yeah, that's, that's
0: very challenging. There's some crazy words in there. Yeah, you know, a lot of like mystical names and creatures and yeah, and places. Wow. So you just said I'm going for it.
2: I'm going for you, it. You sh-
0: sh- sh- just it. You tried.
2: Yes. <laughs> um, so so yeah. So in school, obviously, we had language class. Um, I had French as well. So I have a basic maybe in French, but wow. I haven't used it in a long time. <laughs>
0: Um, I've lost count at this point.
2: (laughs) And I think for my Chinese, it only got a lot better after moving to Taiwan and working for a Taiwanese company.
0: Yeah, working for a Taiwanese company. And then I was thinking maybe your training partners might be taiwanese yes maybe some of your coaches are taiwanese right so are you are you training and fighting a lot in mandarin and english potentially
2: i think so it's it's like because a lot of my training partners are are local taiwanese they Mm -hmm. might not speak english or might not understand english very well so my coach even though he is you know canadian he speaks english and chinese he usually tries to say it in both Mm -hmm. and i'm sometimes just like I don't understand it in either language, but I'm trying. <laughs> um, so yeah, That's that when helps. the
0: the sixth language of the body comes in. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's like, uh, okay, I'll figure it out somehow. Um, but yeah, so I think the environment, working in in um, you know Chinese speaking environment, being forced to write emails and reports in Chinese and doing things like this, I think that really helped. Yeah.
1: 来宾是在台北出生的 他的母亲是台湾人, 来宾开玩笑说自己会三国语言 trilingual 但是是英文的tri 那他的中文是来到台湾工作之后才变得比较好。那他目前的教练虽然是加拿大人, 但是他们都是用英文跟中文沟通。那至于他的同学或是练习对象, 因为大多是台湾人的关系, 所以主要还是用中文为主。Well,
0: Natasha, you're a rock star. It's really cool to see your mindset for fighting, and really for life and language and all these things, and your heritage. And a question I'd love to end the show with here on NG Ingwen is if you go back and talk to a younger Natasha, maybe in that period where you were kind of figuring out who you were, who you are, would there be any advice you give yourself about fighting, emotions, language, anything?
2: Oh, actually very simple. Like, just don't worry that much. It'll be fine. Mama
0: yeah. lie, Take it easy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's so great. Is there any way to say that maybe in German?
2: Oh, yeah, there is. Um, so I'm from the south. Uh, there's a local saying in the dialect. It means, Schauen wir mal, dann sehen wir schon.
0: cool.
2: If you say it properly in German, it would be, Schauen wir mal, dann sehen wir schon. And it, it basically translates into, Let's look
1: and then we'll see.
0: Let's look and then we'll
1: see. I love that. Awesome,
0: Natasha. Well, where can people follow along with your life? Maybe where can they see any fights upcoming or just see you on social media?
2: So basically, I mostly use Instagram, so just follow me under the Princess Nat. And um, that's it. And also feel free to DM me if you have any questions, if you want to know about anything. Like, I'm happy to
0: respond. Thank you, Miss Natasha. We'll talk to you next time.
2: Bye-bye.
0: Alright, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on the NG Ingwen show. Please follow along with Natasha or myself, John Drummond89, or Yang Helen, wherever you can find me. Alright, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Much love. Peace. Alright, well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search NG Ingwen or you can search on IG, NG English, I-C-R-T. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from 6.30 to 7, and Wednesday night from 9 to 9.30. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye.